Warning, the Dub Talk podcast contains language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always a chance of spoilers for series occurring, so be careful while listening in case there's an anime you probably haven't finished yet. And finally, please remember to always drink your Windex responsibly. We do not wish to see our listeners have any accidents while consuming the product. We also don't want to see people ingesting Windex regardless, but anyways, enjoy the episode. And welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of anime nerds get together to talk about a recent English dub announcement or review the series of. Wow, or review the dub of a series recently released on DVD and Blu ray. I cannot read tonight. I've probably been doing too many of these right now. Hey, hey you, you know oh, who else can't. It's hard to read with that fancy calligraphy, you know? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I'm Stephanie, and joining me tonight are Megan, Noah Clue, and Andrew, aka Classy Spunk. Yay. Hey. Do we have to do this? We may. I would well. rather watch the dub of Bible Black. Okay, not that bad. No. Well, okay, I, it's not I, that okay. bad. I would like to point no, out. Like, the- this dub's not that. This show's not that bad that you have to watch Bible Black. But anyway. I mean, it's not like we're reviewing the dub of Sword Art Online or anything. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, what are you having against the dub of Sword Art Online? Anyway. Nothing. It makes it better. Anyway, Katie Tang re- told me. Jesus Christ. Okay. Now the reason the four of us are back together again is because tonight we're tackling another one of the many, many Funimation broadcast dubs for the summer season. And I know it's already September at the time of recording this episode. We've recorded like so many of these in the past like two weeks. It's nuts. Yeah. I don't remember what sunshine looks like. Jesus Christ. I know what sunshine looks like, and it looks like Yuri bait. Hey. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That was the wrong, that was the wrong but sunshine. For, <laughs> but for this episode, uh, we're going to be talking about the pseudo-prequel for a series that, when we talked about it last time, it was the only way we could have described it was our own personal Ava 3.33 in terms of its release. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about the series Hondakun, the spiritual prequel to the series Barakamon. Now, right. how exactly in the world did they make a prequel, you might ask. Well, this is a story that they're going with. Say Honda leads a very interesting life for a high school student. He's admired by his peers as a calligraphy genius and held in high respect. Unfortunately, Honda is under the impression that they hate him. He just wants a quiet life, but instead he'll face countless challenges for his new school idol position. Can he handle all the pressure and quote-unquote bullying? It's so hard being clueless. And he really is clueless in this, this show. Honda oh, is as as dense as a... Okay, he's not Akko from Netogay dense, but he's Akko. <laughs> Actually, I was going to segue that later, but... That, that brings up a very good point I wanted to mention. The reason why this show's comedic elements don't quite work for me. So, here's the thing. With comedies, there's a thing about... I feel like there are three things you can have, and to, for a good one is two of them. One, good characters. Two, good comedy. And three character development of said characters. 
games. Now, where that Netoge show lost me is when I realized that the characters were kind of entertaining and the humor was alright, but when I realized that nothing was going to happen in a show that <laughs> seemed like no reason why these two characters wouldn't get together and they had to come up with even more and more hilariously stupid reasons why they couldn't be together, it, it frustrated me. And when the comedy wasn't quite on par to make the journey worthwhile, that's when it lost me. And to, the qu to the quote another high school musical song, it says Megan brought one up before, they try, it ruins it because they stick to the status quo. Oh, but God. here's the thing. They have to stick to the status quo. Here's the problem. They have to stick to the status quo of his character because his development and his growth starts in Barakamon. It's like this series shouldn't actually exist, but the author was like, nah, fam, I need money. It's, it's not even... this is a manga. <laughs> is this the same author? I don't think it is. It is. No, it it is. is. I looked it up, although I'm pretty there sure... There is a manga version of this, too, written by the same author. And the same magazine as well, which ended this yeah. year. What confuses Thankfully. me more is the fact that, like, the consistency of, like, this show's comedy is so fucking weird and out there that it kind of ruins, like, the semi-realism of the original series to a more slapstick, absurdist, why is this girl's head so big? Why is this guy literally a copycat with buck teeth? And also, yeah. fucking, like, why did Funimation give more of a shit about consistency than the Japanese... Seriously, yeah. not a single person, I feel like the insult to injury is not a single person from the original staff is the same. Yeah, we'll get, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but, um. Do we have to? Uh -oh. Yes, <sighs> or else, or else it's never gonna end. Look, but, um, would you just, before we get to. But people of the audience, I am being blackmailed to do this. I just want to make that perfectly clear. If we were blackmailing you to do something, we would probably throw you back into dragon. Noah, if I'm doing this, you're doing this with me. We we go down like we started together. You know, well, you're like, damn all of us right, talk Andrew. talk about Barakamon, we may as well just suck it up and talk about Hanukkah. We would do, do this I mean, like men, Andrew. Worse. Like manly men. It could be worse. Like you could be manly watching man. a really bad anime. I mean, like, Regalia of the Sacred Stars or, like, Super Lovers could be dubbed. Oh lord. Don't Anyways. Anyway. I'm drinking. All... Yeah, me too. We are anyway. all drinking. Let's get our Moscatos yeah. and start this off right. There's some, about to say, there's some is Windex next to me. I could drink <laughs> Please do not drink the Windex. Put it down, Andrew. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean yeah, it. Just, yeah, just as a slight heads up, like at least three out of four of us, we have alcohol right now. The fourth person is unfortunately underage right now. <laughs> that being Andrew, so he has Windex, and we've already told him not to take that one. I honestly like uh, my desk is so fucking messy right now. I literally just look next to me. I like, oh look, Windex. <laughs> it's anyway, not that bad. Anyway, no, it's, before it's we, not. before all of our derailing gets way out of hand, as always. Um, as always, we're going to be covering the Funimation press release, including our predictions, opinions on the casting, as well as our impressions on, um, I would say between three to five episodes, because at the time of recording this episode, five episodes of the broadcast stuff have been released. I know I've seen all five, I don't know if everybody else has seen all five as of right now, uh, but, yes, either way, either way, we'll give our impressions on the dub as of right now, uh, and compared to our Barakamon episode, of course, as you can probably tell, this one's gonna be a bit of a doozy. 
Um, so are we ready to get started? Yes. Yay. Yes. We have all our Alga Boos and Windex in hand. <laughs> I'm putting the Windex on the floor just in case you're all actually worried. No. No, I, I trust you not. We, we, we trust you. It's just... Never mind. Um, so we're going to start with the ADR director and script writers. Because here's the thing. Um, the press release for Funimation for Honda Kun, the ADR director was announced. Script writers were not. However, we do have confirmation for two of them. Now, obviously... I'm going to say no one made predictions for these two positions because I would think the most logical thing would be for the ones behind Barakamon coming back here. I, oh, are we starting with those two? I thought we were starting it the other way around. Mm. Director and scriptwriter? Oh, I have no idea what's going on right now. Just like the show, who has no idea how to make a show. Uh, okay. We always start with director and writer. <laughs> they start the first episode by even showing that they don't know how to make a show. Oh god, that's right. Okay, that, that, my guess my guess is whoever the fuck came whoever the fuck <laughs> fuck 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 I have a three year old in the room just so you know. He can't hear me. But he can feel you through the microphone. Okay, so your theory Okay, that got weird. Uh my predictions are I don't know, fuck it, Mike and Felicia. Okay. I will second that. I'll, I'll, I'll third that, and I would assume that Andrew would be the fourth on this one. Even if he didn't, we're, we're still going to write that down. You don't I'm, know it yet, Andrew, but that's what you predicted. I, <laughs> I figured at least one of the two would have returned. I didn't think it was going to be a duo because of broadcast dub season. I figured yeah. it would either be Mike or it would be Felicia. Okay. So in this case, Mike McFarland is the director who's returning to Honda Kuhn. Uh, script writers... As previously talked about for the Barakamon episode, Clint Bigham was the scriptwriter for that. He does return here for Honda Kun as well, but he actually recently announced that, um, in, at least I know in the case of episodes 5 through 8 anyway, mm -hmm. uh, that Clifford Chapin is also a, is a scriptwriter uh, for Honda Kun as well. Oh, so Clifford God Chapin almighty. is helping out. So, <laughs> it's all I'm going to say, let it not be an Ultimate Otaku teacher situation <laughs> again. Well, to be fair, you are working with shiny shit in both cases. But anyway, in regards to other credits for these three individuals, Mike McFarlane, you you've obviously heard us talking about a variety. No, but tell me never, more. Tell me who this Mike, Mike Mc McFarlane is. He a Scottish import? I've never heard of him before. <laughs> okay, so Mike McFarlane has directed a variety of Funimation properties, including, as mentioned just a second ago, Barakamon. Excuse me. Uh, he also did Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan Junior High. He's directed for Case Clothes, Fullmetal Alchemist, and Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, uh, Tokyo Ghoul, and a variety of other things. Clint Bickham is also, again, as mentioned, scriptwriter for Barakamon. But he's also done script work for uh, Clanad and Clanad After Story, uh, some scripts for Fairy Tale from the New World, uh, Kids on the Slope, some episodes of Level E, as well as Selector Infected and Spread Wixis. And Clifford Chapin. Uh, in terms of staffing, you've probably seen him a lot more as a director lately. But in terms of script, he has also worked on Kamisama Kiss Season 2, Riddle Story of Devil for a few episodes, uh, and as mentioned before, Ultimate Otaku Teacher. Uh, so direction and script writing, how do we feel about it right now? Give him well, at credit. least this isn't horribly offensive. It really isn't. Give him credit for working with a pretty basic four-coma-style comedy, which we've all seen before. Like, this... 
is a pretty archetypal comic style, um, similar to um, a show where it's like something weird happens, the characters freak out, someone off to the side explains why it's crazy, and that's the joke. So given all that limitations to work with, the writing on it is pretty good for an English adaptation. At least I think yeah, so. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Like, admittedly, because I didn't know who the writer was prior to maybe like a couple days ago, um, before uh, Clint Bickham sent that tweet out about Clifford writing some of the scripts, I'll admit when I first saw that tweet, I was like, oh god. I started having Ultimate Otaku Teacher flashbacks, but then I, as I was watching the dub episodes um, oh, today and today and um, yesterday, I kind of came to the conclusion, okay, the writing is not, not, because the problem I have with Ultimate Otaku Teacher's writing, um, I think I've said this a few different times, is that my worry with Ultimate Otaku Teacher was that the writing might end up a bit dated later in the future. It would be um, too for Chani, for lack of a better term, right? Kind of, yeah. Um, this one I don't think has it, that. No, this one doesn't have that, which is awesome. And it's funny I bring up Ultimate Otaku Teacher, because I remember, oh, I think I remember it was a couple months ago, I actually had a Twitter discussion with Clifford Chapin regarding the script for Ultimate Otaku Teacher. You did <laughs> I think it. a decent amount. Yeah, actually a, a decent amount of us did. Yeah. I missed that one. Like, I remember, I, I, like, I, remember, I was going back and forth with him about it, and we were just like, it was nice and intellectual and awesome. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I kind of got excited about it. I'm still so anyway. I'm just surprised that you guys actually continue to watch that show. Well, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I definitely. I know, did. yeah, I know Stephanie did because for some reason you and Zenith and Hardy are the only people on this side of the of the ocean who liked Ultimate Otaku Teacher. I I understand where Steph's coming from because like. It's either going to date itself really, really badly, or it's going to turn into ghost stories, which has a lot of really dated jokes, but is still beloved by the community because of how fucking funny it is. Yeah, there, there's a merit yeah. to having some dated humor, if it, if it fits with what they're going for. And in a show that was all about of-the-era comedy or what was popular media, it wouldn't make sense. But a show you like could... Honda wouldn't make any sense. I mean, there were a few lines that, like, Oh. I, uh, we're really modern to like today and I got a kick out of it there, there... there was one that I saw earlier like I don't remember the context but the words my body is ready were used yeah <laughs> so I got a kick out of that so some of the humor it works and I feel like this might not be a script end up dated with that kind of slang being used in it no. because of the situations that these characters are in it, like, some lines like that kind of make a lot more sense than what Ultimate Otaku teacher did in throwing a bunch of nerd references in there that some people will get and some people won't. It's, gra it's um, grounded enough in reality that it doesn't have to go for the slangy speech at all. It's just I funny on its own. Ironically enough, yeah. unlike the rest of the show, and I'll say this, there was one line that I got a kick out of due to purely ironic reasons, and that was when they were doing that whole shitty nine-minute anime thing. That seems oh, stupid. That expected to, yeah. you to know and introduce characters that we've never fucking met before, which was already insane. Like, Yeah, and, I was like, who the fuck are these assholes? Exactly. <laughs> that seems incredibly jarring if you've never even seen it, and you've seen Barakamon, it's like, who are none of these... I know none of these characters you expect me to know. I know none all of these of motherfuckers. Who the fuck Kanada? Who's a racer girl? Who the fuck are you? Like the Etsy. <laughs> Why did you animate Gaku and Hanson? Anyways, but, so let me say my thing. But, I thought that right. it was really funny where it's like, why don't you just hire the guy who voiced him in Barakamon? <laughs> <laughs> that was 
I that have a thing that to say clever. on that. There was a and lot of. Um, I was just gonna say, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking in this show. There is. That first, that first half of the first episode definitely did that quite a bit, and there was still bits of fourth wall breaking here and there. They do. Which they... I thought were brilliantly done, actually. So... Yeah, pointing out the the stereotypes or the humor without being so mean-spirited about it, which most of that line goes to Honda himself. It's like, he's the straight man who realizes what's going on, but he just doesn't care at all about what's going on. I was like, I don't think Honda's the straight man in this show. <laughs> he just doesn't care. He, like... he just doesn't care and wants to go home. Anyways, I'll say <laughs> we this. We all want to go I don't. Home. I have very ambivalent, not positive feelings for the show, but the direction and the script work is actually very solid. Which it kind is. of hurts me even more in a way. In the grand tradition of Funimation picking up terrible shows and giving them exceptional dubs. Okay, Hanukkah's not the worst thing that Funimation has picked up. Yeah, I mean, they fucking dubbed Wannabe the Strongest and at least three seasons of High School DxD. And Endride. And yeah. Endride. It's not the worst thing Funimation has picked up and decided That's to do. That's a tagline for this show. Honda-kun, it's not the worst thing we've ever done to our customers. <laughs> Cover our backs. Honda-kun, we could, it could be, be worse. worse. Honda-kun, yeah. Honda-kun, it could be that show where girls have orgasms to turn into weapons that we're dubbing. Oh, god damn it. Anyway. Anyway. Let us talk yeah. about the worst Honda-kun. Oh God. I want to be the worst Honda Kun in the world. Uh, I want to be the very worst, like, like no Honda world. ever was. I'm glad dun, I grabbed dun, 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 is my I'm real almost test. halfway through my first one because of this. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I think consensus really would be that even though Honda Kun as a show itself is not the greatest thing in the world, the direction and the writing is rather solid on if, on that front. Um, so character-wise, uh, we have. I mean, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten characters to talk about. Everyone is going to be in pairs. No one is going to be left alone. Uh, because we do have, at the tail end, we have two characters that, of course, come back in from Barakamon, but we'll get to them later. Uh, so the first two Dude, are going it's to obviously be... going to be um, Naru that we're talking about <laughs> later. Uh, yes. oh, don't you wish. Naru, Naru as and... a fetus. Stop reminding me of good things. I want Fujoshi okay. Girl to come back. So, the first two to talk about, K Hanada, aka Fake Honda. And then we also have Miyoko Kinjo, uh, also known as Eraser. <laughs> I didn't figure that part out until I was re watching the dub for this, actually. Yeah. Um, so, Miyoko first appears in the third episode for a small bit, um, and but has a larger bit in the fourth episode, where basically she starts becoming a batshit ins insane girl. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then Kei Hanada, um, he is obsessed with becoming Honda himself, and that turns into really weird uh, hijinks and escapades. Excuse me. Did That's anyone... a majority of this show. Yeah. Really yeah. weird high. I mean, we're not even talking about shit that's happened in episode 5, which was borderline the fuck. Yes, I really, didn't even honestly. see that one yet. I don't even want to know. Oh, I mean, it, if it, you do, if you do, good lord. All I can say, Jared Green wearing a girl's uniform, a.k.a. Okay, Yay. so that's what he meant by playing a character his media history teacher would consider problematic. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, I missed anyways. That one. Yeah. 
Anyway, who had predictions for Hanada and uh, Kinjo? I only had predictions for Kinjo, and I just realized I got this one. I had a joke prediction because I fucking hate this character, so I put Sunny straight. <laughs> for Hanada? That, that wouldn't surprise me, because he, he gets that goofy characters good, all the time. Actually. It would be pretty would good, be pretty but oh my god, why? Why? There's a, there's this, a, this is one of the most why things in the show. Actually, no. Funny but, enough, I'm glad you paired these two together because Eraser also has the most why moment in the show, where they have. There's, there's this. I, I, there's no, this no. sentence that. Steph, on, I'll let you, I need you to talk. Start. I need to talk. I'm sorry. I'm going to. Be I'm sorry. Get your gripes out. I'm going to be very quiet for most of this. I need to talk about this one. <laughs> get your oh, gripes boy. out now. Okay. This isn't going to be the My Hero Academia sincerity hour again, is it? No, you're going to hear bitter me. <laughs> Mmm, yay! <laughs> okay, no. So, there's a scene where, which is kind of a funny setup actually, is the idea that a pretty girl is giving Honda his lunch. And really, really pretty girl in a Komodo. Later would turn out to be his mother. So, alright, you got a good, interesting kind of setup. Where do they go with it? They take the girl that's really infatuated with him and wants to kill herself. Okay, what? And then the way they're presenting the scene is not even that funny, and everybody's flailing around, and it's animated weird, and everybody's just kind of nonchalant about it. Okay, what? Then she does a musical number about how Honda yeah. is an idol, and the idol's being unfair to his fans by not being earnest. Okay, what? And you make it sound way the, better than it is. And then in the episode, there is a goddamn unironic, I kid you the fuck not, motherfucking <laughs> dancing, singing, be shonen erasers. So, to put a little context behind that, uh, in the third episode, there's a Fourth. little bit where, um, because Miyako here, uh, Miyoko, excuse me, she sits next to Honda in class in the back of the room, and she accidentally drops her eraser. Her eraser kind of falls out of her pocket. So Honda, thinking that if she if he were to try and give the eraser back to her, she would freak out and think he's a pervert or some weird shit. He gives her his like brand new eraser. She just basically becomes really obsessed and crazy. And cuckoo, cuckoo. There, there's there's a phrase that one of my friends from college used a lot, and it really really works here. Bitches be crazy. <laughs> Bitches be crazy. Um, anyway. I have no predictions for this character, but I guess I'm gonna make a joke prediction, and it's the cuckoo that flew over the nest. Yeah. So All right. Uh, and my prediction other... for fake Honda is uh, the sound effects guy from the Police Academy movies. <laughs> when you said one flew over the cuckoos, I thought you meant Trina Nishimura. Actually, that no. was my guess. That's the one who I guessed for okay, the that's racer. Funny. Look, I know that's Trina. Great. I know Trina Nishimura is great at playing cuckoo. Uh, yeah. but no, not in this case. Trina's elsewhere in the show already. Oh, Trina probably plays the other cuckoo nuts out. Well, we're not there's talking quite about a few. her. It's a weird nope. show because, like, there's this tr there's this trend in a lot of harem comedies for, for whatever reason, every one of the girls and some of the guys even just fall madly in love with the main character. And that's what this feels a lot like. It's like, given the tiniest reason to like the main character of Honda by no effort of his own, because he doesn't care about anyone. And he doesn't even room. notice it. He's got this wall yeah, around him of, I don't want people to even talk to me. And for everybody wants to bang his bones. 
Anyway, Noah, did you have predictions for these two? Like I said, for Eraser, I uh, because of the first episode, she had a bit of a dry uh, performance, and that one line where she drops off the delivery to the four club members, I thought it was yep. I thought Trina Nishimura because every single time that there's like a deadpan, low voice girl character, I always guess the wrong, and it's always Trina. Like last couple of times, I thought it was Colleen Clinkenbeard, but it turned out to be Trina. So this time, I thought I bet this time it's gonna be Trina, and I was wrong. So I was wrong. wrong. It wasn't even Colleen this time either. Yeah, it's um, like Noah's getting eternally cock-blocked by somebody in the Funimation casting <laughs> department. Um, anyway, I didn't have any predictions for Hanada, um, but I had three for Eraser, and my third choice was correct. The ones I did get wrong though were Don Bennett and Sarah Ragsdale. Mm. Um, Interesting. But to talk about who actually got these roles, uh, Kay Hanada. I actually really like this casting, I'm not gonna lie, it's Anthony Bowling. As Kei Hanada. And as for Eraser, aka Miyoko Kinjo, it went to my third choice, Miss Jade Saxton. Hey, yeah. is there a psychotic bitch in this anime? <laughs> Low on voice actresses? When in doubt, jat it out. <laughs> as for roles, you probably heard these two individuals in before. For Anthony Bowling, you probably have heard him in Baka and Tess. In uh, The Devil is a Part Timer as Osiel. My baby! He He's also in Eneka 7 AO. He is in Is This a Zombie? J. U. Say. What's another really good He's in My Hero Academia. As who? Yes. As. No, he's not in My Hero. I thought he was. Nope. He's not listed. He is Monobu Demon Sakuma in Ping Pong, however. Okay, that's good. He's also in Princess Stride Alternative. And what's another good one? And of course. Going back to Ultimate Otaku Teacher, he is Junichiro Kagami from Ultimate Otaku Teacher is the lead for that. Oh. As for Jade Saxton, uh, she's in a variety of roles. She's uh, Akatsuki like... from Log Horizon and Mira from Geno... Dimension W, Eve Genowad. Yep, Eve Genowad from Bakuno. Uh, she's Nona from Death Parade as, as another really well-known role. Ah. And as well as Carla from Fairy Tale and... Oh, Alpha Reed Arslan is another one, so a variety, variety, variety of rules. So how do we feel about Anthony Bowling and Jade Saxton as Canada and Miyoko? Anthony Bowling is hysterical. Anthony Bowling is hysterical, and I love it. And why is Anthony Bowling not casting more things? It's good. Not enough fangirls, I don't know. <sighs> Jade Saxton's like got an adorable voice. Like, I... I can't quite pin down her voice because maybe I haven't heard her in enough roles aside from Eve from Pocono, but I really want to hear her in more stuff now. Oh, she's been in a lot of stuff now, just picking she's up. She's in a lot had, of shit. I know she's in a lot of more recent stuff that I need to catch up on, but this, this role in I particular... I believe right. she's in Grimgar somewhere, correct? She is. She's, she's uh, Mary. She's Mary. Oh, the actual best girl, yeah. <laughs> but but here, here's the thing. The of everlasting sadness. <laughs> Oh my god, Jade as Eraser though, she, bitches be crazy. She, she is cu <laughs> she's cuckoos for Cocoa Puffs. She's so she's so normal, and then like she's like after episode four, I don't really know what like <laughs> all of a sudden she just flips her switch, like she's nuts. And um, I don't know if anyone really noticed this, like if you watched the ending theme uh, for Barakamon, but once they have Miyoko there. Um, 
like as the shows progress, the from the third episode where she's added into the group um, during the ending theme, she's all normal. She seems fine. She's smiling. She's happy. After that, whenever you see her in the ending theme, that blank stare and that crazy look in her eyes, it's like, oh my god, they made that change. And it's actually Run. a really nice touch. Run for the it's hills. A, it's a really nice touch on the end, on the series part for doing that. Um, I kept skipping the ending theme. I'm sorry. I like the ending theme. But I love the ending theme. It's so nice. Because what it is, is it's, it's, funky. it's pretty basic. It's funky. The song is nice. It's pretty basic. It's just, it starts off. He's just the walking episode. there. Just He's just walking, yes. But all the characters throughout the episodes as they're introduced get integrated into the ending theme. It's, it's actually a really clever nice. touch, but boy, is it no noisy cell. <laughs> it's no it's no super cool. I know I'm it's being so unfair right now. I really am aware it is unfair to hold this to the standards of the Brockamon. And I knew I was never going to hold it to those standards, but even it's then, I feel like I just got a mediocre comedy. It's not the same. This is the problem, though, is that you could take no, you have no context of Barack Oman, go into this blind and quote unquote enjoy it the same way. I don't think the show was written to be a Barack Oman sequel at first. I think they wrote it and then realized, ah, oh, shit, we need a hook or something. Um, uh, what's that one popular uh, manga that everyone's reading nowadays with the, the the nerd who writes all the time? All right, let's let's make this a prequel about him instead. I think by the sounds of it, overall, we really. We all kind of really liked Anthony Bowling and Jade here. Yeah. They are top tier. So are we ready to move on? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the next The faster we get this done, the better. We can go out for all more right. drinks. Oh, Lord. I'm I've got it out your father sitting here. I'm only three-fourths of the way through this Smirnoff. Oh, oh we'll get to... Trust me, we'll get to the bottom of that bottle. <laughs> anyway, the next two characters we're going to talk about, because I should have mentioned this before, um, Kei Hanada and Miyoko Kinjo were not included on the press release initially. Uh, these next two characters were. We have Maiko Mori and Judy. Uh, these two characters are prominently featured <laughs> in the first and at least the beginning of the second episode. Oh my god, that episode. Okay, I will say this though. The beginning of episode one was really fucking stupid. Yes. The second half was fucking hysterical. It was great, cause um, what? Cause basically, to give some context, these two girls, um, they basically have a thing for Honda, and Maiko in particular, she tries calling Honda out to, to like confess her feelings to her. But Honda um, thinks that she <laughs> wants to beat the shit out of him. Yes. This is a challenge. <laughs> this is a it's, challenge. It's, it's the best. It's it's probably one of the best parts of the show so far. Why does she um, look like she's in fucking One Piece? That's Judy. That's not the Maiko is Which the one? cutesy Moe. You're talking Why about the, the one with the huge head. Why the fuck does Judy look like she's in fucking One Piece? <laughs> no, no. You know what I she reminds know. me of? Just go with it. She reminds no. me of that one episode of of Futurama where they like go through they go through boxes that take them to parallel dimensions and they get to that one dimension where Death everyone's got by the bubble head. No, not even that one. <laughs> well, anyways, yeah, she got this huge head. That it looks like a bobblehead tacked on top of a regular person's body. Anyway. A death by Snoo Snoo. That's uh, what Jory would give Honda if they ever did it. Yeah. The but basically what ends up happening is these two friends end up fighting with each other. It's kind of it's it, it, it turns out rather amusing, but um <laughs> prediction wise Whoops, I hand had two for Maiko and only one for Judy. I got them wrong. <laughs> Good. I, th I think I got Maiko right. I said one guess for Micah, and I couldn't even begin to think who they would guess. I, I had three. two for Micah. 
I, I, I didn't care. I forgot Juri. <laughs> How could you forget her? Okay, like I, her? I didn't forget her. I suppressed her. <laughs> you ignore. You ignored her. Is what you did. Um. So who wants to go first with predictions? I guess I'll do my joke predictions. Go ahead. My joke predictions for Maiko are a tiny Chihuahua shivering, and my predictions for Juri are death by snoo snoo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Noah, what do you have? I was watching, um, or I was uh, catching up on Soul Eater recently, so and I, I'm pretty sure I, this is the right character. Uh, Laura Bailey is Mako in that show. She's Mako, yep. Okay, I thought that she could be Maiko in this show. Oh, God, Boy, if Laura motherfucking Bailey was If in this the was show, the thing that got more fucking Bailey back to anime, I quit. I, I quit. <laughs> No wait, actually, no, no, no. Actually, here's the thing. I'll will give Hanakun props. It is not my least hated spinoff ever. That honor belongs to Soul Eater. Soul not. Eater Good or not. not? Oh my God, am I a sloth? <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. That blooper was a ma that was a magical the experience. Best because it's just Trina Nishimura freaking out about her character being a fucking sloth. It's the best ever. <laughs> Okay. Marianne just... That and Bryce, why uh, is he naked in the sword? Okay. <laughs> uh, Andrew, what, were, what, what was your prediction for Maiko? Because you said you didn't have anything for Jody. I, uh, I, I kept I racking my brain for, like, who could be, uh, like, uh, lower Noah, boys. Noah, stop talking. It's Andrew's turn. It's my turn. Oh, thought, oh, wait. What? No, I thought... Wait, no, hold on. You didn't finish yours, Noah? No, you guys... Could... Oh, my bad. I, I, I think we got stuck on the oh, slot. I think we got stuck on the slot. I, I ain't got nothing for jury. I, I didn't think anybody. Andrew, you got predictions, man. Okay, now, on. Andrew, you know. Okay, for jury, I my joke prediction was the snake woman from the Amazon island from One Piece. And for <laughs> Maiko, I got one right and one wrong. My wrong one was Bryn April. Not I'm gonna see. piggyback off of that. My, yeah. I had two for Maiko. One was Bryn April. Uh, the other and see, one I, I was Felicia almost, Angel. I was almost gonna say Bryn April too, but the fact that she's the lead right now in First Love Monster made me think. I don't know if she could juggle two roles back and forth, and because I didn't re remember two how many horrible shows. Back <laughs> I didn't remember how many episodes these characters were in. So that's why I Kun, you can put on your resume and show it to your family. First Love Monsters in the fine print in the back corner. <laughs> uh, oh, we had a lot as, of as First Love Monster is why we have Obi Frost tip. Okay, roles played by the illustrious Obi Frost tip. Can I please finish my prediction? You may. Please. Thank you. Uh, I only had one prediction for Jody, and I think I made this prediction when I was re-watching the dub for Diagon Rampa the animation. I had Rachel Robinson as Jody. I was like, please don't let this go where I thought I it think, was in, I think it did. was. I think it was either a mix of, it was a mix of Diagon Rampa and then while watching the, um, at least the start of the broadcast down for, dub for, um, the second season of Arslan. Okay, if you're doing um, that, can I predict who you're going to choose for, uh, Maiko? I already did my mic. Oh, I, when you Go. said Danganronpa, I thought you were going to do Rachel Robinson and Felicia Angel. She no. did. No, she said I, Rachel I, for jury. I did. Oh. My Maiko predictions were Brent and Felicia. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for not listening to our own recording. We will amend this by drinking even further as the episode goes <laughs> yes. on. Here, here. I'm zoned out. I'm sorry. So. It's, it's okay. I understand why you're zoned out. But anyway, the two people who are voicing these characters... Andrew, did you get Michael right? I got Michael right, but you could say. Okay. It's good. 
You're just like, I don't care right now. <laughs> uh, so the voice of Michael Morty is actually Sarah Wiedenheft. Uh, and for Judy, that would be Miss Terry Doty. So Thank Jesus! <laughs> so for other roles, you've heard these two individuals in. For Terry, you've heard her in Assassination Classroom. Uh, no, no, okay, before we move on. Terry Doty does not act in Assassination Classroom. Terry Doty is fucking in Assassination Classroom <laughs> as Kirara. I don't fucking care what anyone says. Terry Doty is her own fucking character in that anime. Anyway, you may continue. She's also in Laughing Under the Cloud. She is in Parasite the Maximum, Okami-san and her seven companions, Ultimate Otaku Teacher, and when... Oh, she's also in When Supernatural Bows Become Commonplace. I'm actually... Oh, uh, that's... I'm curious who she That's is in that, I actually. I, I have to look at, into that. The other one, since I mentioned she looks like she's in fucking One Piece, she's young Frankie. Uh, as for Sarah Wiedenheft, uh, you've heard her in Blood Arcade Battlefront as Leonardo's sister, Michela. Uh, she's also in Divine Gate. Uh, let's see. She's she's still an up-and-comer at this point. She's, she's in Shihoru, the Twin She's Shihoru from Grimgar. In Grimgar. She's also in Love... Now that that recording happened. Love, Life, Sunshine. Uh, she's in Selector Spread Wixis, Show Mean Sample, Sky Wizards Academy, <laughs> Three Leaves, Three Colors, um, the lead Rinka from Tokyo ESP, and she is also in Tokyo, uh, excuse me, uh, Ultimate Otaku Teacher. Nothing but quality so, um, programming. I know, right? Every one excuse of them. me, excuse me, Grimgar Fantasy and Ash is a fucking amazing You're show. You are right, I'm, I'm sorry, but she said in a row, Show Mean Sample, Sky Wizards, Ultimate Otaku Teacher, I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, Stop oh yeah, that's, that's, that's the uh, fine print on the Whedon Heffler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how do we feel about Terry and Sarah's performances as... Sarah's a black-hearted little bitch! I love that! Yes. Terry's They're big great. It, it is, it's so terrible that... Okay, I don't know how it is to be an actual girl, but from what I've seen in sitcoms, if you have a friend who is also female, the two of you will rip each other to shreds over a man. Aren't you a married Girls man? Girls are vicious. Yes. Girls are yes. vicious individuals. I will attest Lilac, this. Lilac, Lilac and I haven't ever fought over anything before. Really? No, but I've, but I've fought with other girls about shit before. If Girls we, can be vicious. If we, <laughs> yeah, we can. We can be assholes to each other. If we get a hot guy in the dub talk group, then I'm sure that the girls will tear themselves apart over him. What are you talking Lord. about? I am clearly the most sexy individual. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I love Andrew, the Andrew. monotone voice you're throwing in there, too. S S Andrew, sing uh, right, right Side Fred. Right Side Fred. I'm too sexy for my shirt. I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. Yes, God I love it. it. Oh, good God oh. almighty. I will say this, though. My, like, my favorite moment between them is when uh, Terry... When Jury smacks the letter out of him, oh, it looks like my hand slipped. Oh, <laughs> oh look, it, it slipped, slipped again. again. And it slipped again. She ends up putting uh, Maiko in a freaking chokehold. Oh. Maiko, you're gonna break my delicate bones. It's Sorry. not about what's on the outside. It's what's in your Weird. heart. Suck. Yeah, so th those two could have could have turned it into like a farce of the whole thing, which it kind of is in the original. But th they made it funny. They made super sweet Sarah with her hyper chipper moe voice. Versus Terry Doty's more normal girl-sounding voice. Like, actually, she sounds like she's in her 30s, probably. Makes it really funny to hear them fight each other. Your handwriting's really bad. That was also really fucking funny. But handwriting is everything to Honda. 
let's learn calligraphy together. <laughs> oh god damn. Yeah, those two they they just work so well and I think My they dad play has off asked me to really simmer well down. I kinda wish they had more episodes in the show. Like yeah, they pop in and out, um, here and there. I'd see um, more of them than them motherfucking Hanada. Good yeah, I agree. I as much as a useless character Hanada is, at least at least you can say Anthony Bowling is plays I'd him really rather well. have He plays him really Jerry. well, but I feel like his dumb appearance insults me more than Judy's big fucking one piece head. Here's the thing about Jerry is that you guys um you all saw the dub to prison school, right? Yes. yes. And you remember what they did with Andre, the big headed guy with the tiny face? Oh, yeah. Sunny Strange. Yes. Sunny I was. Strange. I kind of, Gollum voice. Yeah, I thought they were going to do something like that with Jury, too, with the whole, uh, like, like, no. don't talk like Meatwad with a cat hair stuck in my throat. Like that kind of voice. <laughs> That's really accurate. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that for Jury, because that. That would have been out of oh, place for this this particular show. No, I didn't see, I didn't see really that happening. They didn't. Jesus I didn't see that yeah. happening. The jury, mostly because it's fucking Mike McFarlane directing the show. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I really liked them. They are no, they good. are not my least hated characters. They're good. Um. So yep, definitely consensus is huzzah, yay. Are we ready yes. to move on to our next pair? Uh, yes, please. I think, Before yes, we actually. move on, yeah. Before one thing, please cast Terry Doty in more things. As always, yes. Yeah. Please cast Terry Doty in more things. She and let's add fun. Anthony Bowling to the mix, because he should be cast in more things as well. Speaking of more Just things. Like, didn't you guys also want Marcus Stemmick to also be in more things? Yes. Yes. <laughs> or at least good things. We have a, we, I think we have a list going of people <laughs> who we think should be cast in more things. Marcus, in particular, we think he needs to be cast in a little ba fun. Basically, role, we're, 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 we're like investing actor stock, and that's, that's, yes. that's what we do. <laughs> Remember, I once invoiced it in a voice actor stock, and look where that got him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, why don't we move on to two members of the Honda Force um, that yeah. get introduced in episode three. Well, no. properly introduced in episode three, I should say, because they do appear in episode one. Uh, yeah, they ruin episode one. I forgot uh, they called themselves the Honda Force. <laughs> but here, for, for context, well, one, for those... at least one, at least one of the two we're going to be talking about is kind of there by force as well. <laughs> um, so why don't we talk about Yukio Kondo and Akane Sutsui? Um, so I'm going to talk about Akane Sutsui first. Akane Sutsui. The thing with him, he is the truant of the class, where, at least for the first few episodes, he does not go to class, um, because he decides to leave school because he basically was a mix of hit-on and bullied by both guys and girls, because he was a pretty-looking guy. But then he got burly man muscles and became a thug. But he ended up being convinced to come back to school. And then Yukio Kondo... He, I, the best way to describe him is he's essentially the straight man. He's me because, right like, now. He is want to be there. He is because the basically, while everyone else in the show is really infatuated by Honda, Yukio is really the only one who is like, dude, Honda's so uncomfortable. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like we said, <laughs> like he actually gets what's going on with Honda well, there, rather than everybody else. There has to be. In a four coma style, which is you know the Japanese comic book style, there has to be that one guy who who makes whose points on said, guys, th this here's what's going on. The audience can probably tell it, but I'm going to say what the joke is anyway. Yeah. He, he's, uh, Yukio is a straight man in this situation. Um, predictions for these two characters... I had two for each, and I got them wrong. 
actually. I don't know how I got Yukio wrong. I should have gotten this right. Welcome to the club. Uh, I got. Who wants to go first? I got. Uh, I got them both wrong too. Mostly because the person who act, the people who got cast in them, I only heard of both of them recently, so I wouldn't have had them in my uh, voice actor Damn. Rolodex. I'm actually so for, really happy with one of these casting predictions, actually. Um, I know why. Plus, I, I bet I know which one you're having. Yeah. But, uh, I'll say... Yeah. Do you want to go first can, with predictions, Andrew? Can I say a quick thing about sure. uh, Kane? His whole character okay. is... I was a wimp before Anchor Arms. Now I'm a jerk and everyone loves me. Yeah. All because of a call in, but it was like a telemarketer is like, I need muscles now! <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. Um, Andrew, do you want to go first with predictions? I think you I had Joel order McDonald muscles. for Wimpy McNormie and, uh, God, who, who did I have? I want to say, I think I actually had Ian Sinclair for, uh, Akane. Uh -huh. Okay. That would work. Uh, Noah, what do you have? For Akane, because I'm, I think I'm going to try to put him in every casting choice from now on, I thought Sonny Strait would be a good voice to have the... Because the thing is that he has to first start out... Why? Sonny Strait has to start out with... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Akane has to start out with like the normal high school sounding voice in his flashback where he's describing how he used to be. And then he has to be right. gruff, tough guy in the present day and I I just think Sonny does great in silly roles altogether and he can have a lower voice so I I don't care it's, I'll put him in that it's, spot it's not lining up to me at all but okay I, I've heard weirder <laughs> okay well Sonny voicing Andre Prince but that's really weird anyway um, did you have anything for Yukio Kondo and then for Yukio Kondo because he has to be he has to be put somewhere in Funimation's roster let's slip a Marcostemic sized peg into a Yukio sized hole <laughs> what that's a weird okay are you sure you don't have your characters in Mixed. No, I'm no, I'm, no, I swear that's why I, I wouldn't put Sunny Marcus as is, I wouldn't have Marcus is this little normal straight man. Um, yes, for because this the show has to. I guess the other explanation was that this was I didn't think this was going to be one of the shows where they would get their A roster actors in it, and from the listing that we've seen so far, they got a mixed bag in that front, and I don't know what Marcus was doing this season, so that's kind of Arslan. I Arslan. <laughs> Arson. <laughs> is that is that and really an important enough show to take away some, that you can't take some time away from it? No, people can be in multiple shows, and I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a minor background role somewhere in the show. But as Yukio, though. Yes. Okay. I'm well, sorry. Oh, I guess I'm my. Uh, oh, do you want me to do my joke predictions first? Please. No, wait. Can I do mine and then you can throw your jokes in? Okay. Okay. So. You want to know where I put Marcus Stomach? I put him as Akane Sutsui, first of all. Because uh, I think that's a better fit than Yukio. Um, but I also put Chris George in there as well. Uh, and for Yukio, my two picks, I, of course, would... Uh, annoying me. I, of course, put Josh Greeley as one, and Justin Briner was the other uh, pick that I had. But, uh, Megan, what are your joke predictions? My predictions for Yukio is uh, Grumpy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's voiced okay, by a woman. I'm just saying. I know it's a girl cat. And fine then, it's her brother Pokey. Because Pokey cat. Pokey's the boy. Isn't Pokey oh, the horse from Gumby? 
No, the Grumpy Cat has a brother cat named Pokey. I think there is a horse named Pokey and Gumby. Gumby. I know there's also a horse <laughs> named Pokey and Gumby. <laughs> no, that's I was, I was agreeing with Noah. And finish your other joke prediction. They're insulting my knowledge of Gumby, Mom. <laughs> I will make Megan. you watch more cartoons from the 60s, damn it. Megan. My dad has a Pokey and Gumby and Blockhead's on his desk at work. Newt, Newt, motherfucker. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Okay, Megan, you have a sister who named her child after Korra, and you have a dad who has Art Cloaky characters on his desk at work. You have the coolest family of anyone in the dub talk room. Let me just say that. And yes, my and that dad is my also has like a speed racer on his desk and like a Thor bobblehead. Like we just keep. I used to just keep buying him shit. I'm sorry. If it for makes, Christmas. If it makes anyway, you, I thought back on. Oh, never mind. Sorry, Lilac, like you first. If it makes you feel any better, because my dad and my step. I said the blockheads, mom. <laughs> <laughs> my dad and my stepmom were visiting me yesterday, and um, we were just in my apartment for a few minutes. And my dad saw my setup on my wall, my camera, and he's like, he was trying, first of all, he was trying to talk to the camera while it was turned off, just like a joke, being silly. I'm like, what are you doing, dad? He's like, hey, you want to interview me for your blog thing? I'm like, what would I ask you about? Okay. And because I recently, because I went to Boston Comic Con, and I got him a signed photo of from William Shatner. Oh, yeah. And I gave it to him when he came down. He was like... I could just hold up my photo of Shatner and be like, hey, I'm like, what are you doing, Dad? Really? But anyway, uh, what was your other joke prediction? <laughs> uh, I guess my my prediction for um, Akane, the big guy, is a a giant bear dressed in a Yankee costume. Yeah. Wait, wait wouldn't he be a Red Sox fan? Get out. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so I'm going to take a... Yes, at the that um, person who ended up cast as Akane, Andrew's kind of happy about this. Actually, yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know if you want to tell us who voices Akane Sutsui, sir. Alejandro Saab. Yep. And as for Yukio Kondo, I really should have guessed this person, but I didn't. It's Dallas Reed uh, as Yukio Kondo. So Alejandro Saab. Um, before this season, we've, I think he's only been brought up once. And it was actually Andrew who had brought him up at that point. Um, but you've heard him come in a lot more lately. Um, named roles in particular, of course, aside from Honda-kun, Cheer Boys as Suichiro Suzuki, and Servamp as Koyuki. But he's also had background roles in Assassination Classroom, Dagashi Kashi, Dance with Devils, Fairy Tale, My Hero Academia, One Piece, Princess Stride Alternative, uh, Seraph of the End, Battle of Nagoya, and Yon of the Dawn. By the way, I watched Sir Vamp and I totally forgot who the fuck his character is. Uh, the <laughs> nice. brown haired best friend that you never see again. Oh yeah! Also, my friend apparently ate a Whopperito and he calls it depression in a tortilla. <laughs> oh, lovely. That's uh, so. So Alejandro Saab is still rather new. Uh, in terms of Funimation. That's Kaggy Films. Kaggy right? Films on YouTube. Is okay, yeah, that guy. Yes, it is. Um, as for Dallas Reed, he's been, he's a really another big up-and-comer as well. Uh, you've heard him in a variety of roles such as Neto Gay, uh, as Hideki, a.k.a. Rusian. Neto Gay, you wish Rusian was actually gay instead of ending up with who he did. Yeah, he's also Haruki Bondo, the lead from Cheer Boys. He's also in First Love Monster as well. Uh, and he's Suzuha from Norogami Arigoto, and the lead Kimito from Shomin Sample, as well as a variety of background roles. 
Um, so he plays mini CL in fucking first love monster. I know. Right? The only, uh, only so, elementary school who looks like an elementary schooler. So how? Do no, we... he's gonna drink the Kool Aid and get like what is the a... dick the size of a tree trunk. I'm still so, working so, on my master's thesis for that fucking show. So, 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 how do we feel about Alejandro Saab and Dallas Reed's performances for Honda Kuhn right now? I actually thought they were really funny. I they actually were. was surprisingly impressed. I'm actually like I, I know Kagi's got a lot of different roles and stuff because I've seen a bunch of like the playthroughs and like things he's voiced in online and stuff. And I think this was one of his more like dynamic voice roles for like Funimation of this season because yeah. a lot of it's typically like his normal tone of voice, but this is him doing a much like gruffer sounding angry badass guy while also doing like cutesy wimpy moe and it's hilarious but that it works was so... really well. I had to double check yeah. to make sure that they didn't cast someone else no, to no, do no. that. No, no, it's the same guy. It's the same it's guy. The same. I was like, wow, that that's yeah, rare. Yeah, I, I didn't get that at first either. I'm like, wait, is that really him voicing both characters? Yeah. Because here's the thing with me. I have, I'm not familiar with him as in his YouTube channel. I am not familiar with him at all until this season. With, starting with Cheer Boys. Starting with Cheer Boys and now going into Honda Kun. These are two completely different tones of voices I'm hearing from him, and I enjoy the fact that he has some variety and ver like some versatility to him, and I'm very happy to see him start getting into more things too. Though, I don't know if I dare watch Sir Vamp just to see who and how he sounds in that. Sir Vamp isn't a bad show. Oh, it's First Love Monster that's a piece of shit. <laughs> I yes. forgot about that. Oh, no, no, it's a very deep and complex series. Shut up. Um, and as for Dallas Reed, he his character reminds me a lot of his character from Neto J because Net because his character Neto J, for for a good amount of it is basically the straight man as well. Um, basically, instead of dealing with a lot of hot stupid girls, he has to deal with a lot of hot stupid boys. Basically. I wouldn't call the guys in Honda Kun hot though. No. No. But they're but, stupid. Uh, Mine is Honda. They're stupid. They're stupid. They dare to but, be yeah. stupid. It's basically like taking Rusian from Neto J to an extent and putting him here in Honda Kun. I would and say he's I more like deadpan than Rusi. He's a lot more deadpan, though. I will agree with that. Um, Yukio also, is guys, I see a cat. He's my favorite character on the fact that he doesn't want to be in the show. Yes. Though I do, I do, I did get a lot of, I actually laughed a whole lot due to the, like, Akane's episode, and part of that had to do with Kagi, but also he legitimately was hilarious. The fact that, like, everybody was, like, that girl goes up to him and like, stop seducing my boyfriend. I'm like, oh my god. It's, yeah, it's like great. Chihiro from Danganronpa all over again. I think from like day one, from episode one, Dallas's Yukio was my favorite performance. <laughs> like even in the, that first half of that first episode, which had no reason to really be in there, like the part <laughs> where the other handsome you meet when they make Gaku and handsome. They literally oh dumped every single character you've never met in the first seven minutes to do an anime parody, and it is the most confusing, jarring thing ever. But still, he was it was hilarious because like the other three Honda Force members, including Akane, they're like all so gung ho about. It. He's like. I'm going home. Bye, guys. <laughs> and then he comes back the next day, and he basically shits on everything that they did. He's just well, like, what me, the hell is this shit? Well, to be fair, it was a terrible anime that they made. It was terrible. It, they literally made Gaku and Handsome. 
No, they so made good. Gaku in Honda. Not that it's it any better than the actual show we're watching. Hey. Hey. But anyways, I actually really was very impressed with both of these performances, and I actually I thought too. they were some of, like some of the funnier parts in the show, save for maybe one other character. I liked, I liked at the end of the first episode. Where they're like, no, but how does it end? What happens with the romance? And he's like, well, maybe if we didn't try <laughs> making an anime in the first seven minutes, we would have seen yeah. the ending. Okay, oh, yeah, we gotta point yeah. out point out the problems with the show. Thank you for existing. Yeah, yeah more fourth wall breaking. Also, that, I now a, know how to pronounce. That's a lot of what Yukio does. I also know how Yukio to. Yukio does a lot of. I also know how to Sorry. pronounce Diomedia now. Oh yeah, yeah, because they actually said it in the dub. The studio's yeah, given yeah. themselves a nice pat on the back for the show existing. This show is great. I, Good job. They pulled. So they basically pulled the Henry Goto. Hey guys, don't, don't you love that? Don't you? We're love not that? talking about Henry Goto right now. I sure love that first episode of Cowboy Bebop when they name drop Studio Sun, uh, Sunrise just to make sure we knew who made the show. My god, I love in the first episode of My Hero Academia that they dropped Studio Bones' name. I do too. Like, who would else have known? Oh, actually, no, I take it. There is actually a show from this season that does that also. The first episode of Fir First Love Monster name drops Studio Dean in there to make sure that we know who made it's that It's still show. more subtle than Honda-kun, in fairness. That's true. I think the only time I've ever seen oh, that where they like, well, they write the name of the studio in there is I think in the first episode of Charlotte, when they go get pancakes for the first time, they write studio. Noah, what, what is Noah, they, Noah, uh, uh, I am the... physically in pain right now. Do you Do... want me to scream? Oh God, no, please no. No, okay, we'll, we'll forget about that. Can, can we can we just say we're happy with this casting and move on? I'm extremely <laughs> yes. happy with this casting. Boy, <laughs> Boy, Noah, if we start talking Charlotte, you're going to see a very different side of me from my hero. In good time, oh, Andrew. And all good things will okay, come to Charlotte. Okay, you guys Charlotte. can sort you guys can like sort out how you're going to write the beginning of the Andrew X Noah fanfiction later. We need to get this done. We need to get this shit done. Can I pull Mr. Andrew's Lord, tie? Andrew is Andrew's like slowly dying out here. <laughs> we need we need to help him a bit. Okay. So, bottom line, Dallas Reed is Yukio, Alejandro Saab is Akane love them good moving on uh the other two members of the honda force um so we have junichi aizawa and uh nikaido ryo uh so junichi aizawa both these uh, characters get proper introductions in episode two uh for uh junichi aizawa he the big thing that for him um is he's always been a class rep since he was a kid and as their electing class rep for their class right then there he's going up against honda of course so there's this big huge bullshit shenanigans involving rock paper scissors and votes and all this stuff and then as for rio he originally starts as a semi-professional model an amateur model uh and his big thing is that uh because he used to he be seen as the fired <laughs> yeah he he's seen as the popular <laughs> one among the ladies and not understanding like the appeal of Honda because the girls keep bringing him up so he stalks him all this bullshit happens uh Josh Greeley tries scouting Honda for being a model because that, that, that was Josh that was that Josh was fucking Josh Greeley his role as Princess Jellyfish that's Plus. what Kuronosuke <laughs> apparently grew up to be it was literally Kuronosuke it now, was now to be fair to be fair he doesn't understand why girls are attracted to Honda-kun and I don't think any of us understand either 
Honda Kun doesn't understand why girls are attracted to Honda. Like, wasn't, wasn't the whole thing about him that everybody kind of thought he was a weirdo because he was so like distant, and then everybody loves him for being He's so, so cool distant. And mysterious. It has something to do with people are attracted to what they can't have. Like if you really, really want something. But you can't have, or if you don't, even if you don't want it, but if you can't have it, it just becomes that more tantalizing. Okay, so I'll say this. Anyway, that explains a lot of porn Honda, I read. Honda Kun, <laughs> the show, is like an emergence of a new subgenre of comedy. I remember somebody talking about it called the weird guy, cool guy comedy. And I say this because this, this is a lot of shows of like benevolent or like people that don't want to be their protagonist like Sakamoto Desuka. I was just thinking that because yeah it's similar to um, Sakamoto in a sense and maybe to a little bit of an extent maybe a little bit um, Nozaki from Monthly Ghost Nozaki. That's, that's, Except that's, for Nozaki-kun was funny. That's another one but that I knew that nobody was ever gonna fuck everybody because goddamn they are stupid as shit and don't understand how to put the penis in anywhere. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you want them reproducing? Um, that show is hilarious and the characters are amazing. So if nothing is going to happen with the progress of that show, that's fine because two out of three ain't bad. Chio and so Chio and Nozaki would make you. Okay. What? What's uh, Waka? Waka, his name. My favorite post of Nozaki Kun is like when he's literally like, I don't understand why you're taking me out to go to dinner and giving me presents just for me and then saying really nice things to me. What's up with that? My favorite response to that is he's going to be like married with two kids before he ever realized they were going out. <laughs> Oh my oh god. Oh yeah, Wakamatsu is my favorite character in that yes. show. Of, uh, anyway. Anyways, how's that going, Noah? <laughs> I don't think I'm dating anyone Damn! yet. Damn! Andrew! Savage! <laughs> wait, anyway, wait, wait, wait. I'm dating someone? On. With I'm... no regard for human life! <laughs> I, I thought that this was like, you know, um, what am I thinking of? Like a, a pen pal relationship where we just happen to live in the same house and... Uh, a child just happened to appear one day. You know what's funny? I was trying to make a jab about you editing Nozaki-kun, and then I realized I accidentally made a, a jab at your marriage. <laughs> Do you feel I horrible? I crying. Then... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I've made a worse jab at his marriage. Yes. <laughs> I made a worse jab <laughs> at his marriage. Note, um... We should talk about predictions for these two characters. I will say I got both of them right. I got one of them right. The only one I got right in the whole cast. I think this makes it the third one I got right, maybe. Which is ten oh, more two than and most three, of us. Two and three. Uh, so who wants to go first with predictions? I want to say my prediction for the pretty guy was that guy who voices... Uh, Garrett Storms, that's his name. I predicted Garrett okay. Storms because I thought that the human funny. Garmin and the other guy I predicted for Glasses Coon. Uh, <laughs> who did I pick for Glasses Coon? I want to say uh, Chris Burnett. Um, I'm gonna assume Megan has joke predictions. Wait, what do you have? My joke my joke predictions for Model Son <laughs> is uh, is uh, 
a, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice! Um, and my predictions for class rep is George W. Bush. Oh. Okay. Uh, As, no, wait, I take it back. My prediction is Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> As if those two no, haven't uh, suffered enough. Noah, what do you have? Excuse me, Joe Biden is a magical creature. Noah, what do he's you also have? insane! Well, that's why we're gonna miss him so much when he's gone this November. Fun fact, I actually share a birthday with Joe Biden. Cool. There you go. N Noah, okay. what do you have? I got, I got, um, Ayazawa right, so I'm gonna hold off on that one. But for- Good boy. Thank you, mommy. But for for <laughs> that just got weird. For Rio, <laughs> anyway. My notes for Rio because I put in like a little caption so I remember the characters. My caption for Rio was fabulous, and so the only and because the last time that we had a fabulous character was Naval Laser in My Hero Academia. Oh goddammit! I know where this is going. Was voiced by Joel McDonald. So oh, it's like that's he's not. Choice. He's not doing anything this week. Let's tack him into the show, show. No, Joe McDonald is putting his baby in awkward situations this week for our <laughs> And meeting. Noah doesn't? Yeah. Uh, he did take a picture of, uh, of Ollie after being passed out in the car. Ollie party so party. his balloon it was, from a party. It was the greatest party ever. We shot off it fireworks. With I will admit that is adorable. Anyway, my predictions for these two characters, I did get Aizawa right. Um... But my other prediction for Aizawa was also Jerry Jewel. Uh, and I had four predictions for Rio. My fourth choice ended up being correct. My other three, Seth McGill, Aaron Roberts, and Austin Tindall. Because uh, we got to so, him in there everywhere. So I got both right, but Noah got um, Junichi right. Uh, Noah, who's playing Junichi Aizawa? Okay. And I'll say who's playing Ryo. Alright, for the brilliantly spastic, when you can't afford an Eric Vale for your show, you get the one and only Micah Solisad. I don't know if Micah equates Eric Vale, but okay. Um, as for Ryo, uh, pretty model, model son, as uh, Megan so lovingly put him. He's being voiced by Chris Burnett. Um, so, for these two, Chris Burnett, you've heard him in a variety of roles. You've heard him in Assassination Classroom, uh, Bamboo Blade, Blood Sea, uh, Divine Gate, First Love Monster, oh lord. He's basically the same character in First Love Monster that he is in Ceremony. So let me- uh, He's also- he's also in the Barino O, uh, he's also in Red Data Girl, Ride Back. Probably one of his most well-known roles, of course, would be Romeo from Romeo x Juliet. You raise me up! No, not again. He's, <laughs> he's also Yoichi from Seraph of the End. Um, he's also in Shiki and Unbreakable Machine Doll. As for Micah, most notably, you would know him as Soul from Soul Eater. Uh, but you've also heard him in Assassination Classroom as well. Birdie the Mighty Decode, Blood Ball Cave Battlefront. Uh, let's see, lots of stuff at this point. He's black uh, and he's blank from... I just said ah, Blood Ball Cave nice. Battlefront, yep. Uh, he's oh, also yes! In, he's also in Guilty Crown. He's also in Heavy Object. He's in Kamisama Kiss, Yormengan, Level E, Norogami, uh, uh, Okami-san and her Seven Companions, Princess Stride Alternative, which Princess Stride Alternative is the reason why I picked Micah for this show. Princess, I just realized they're the exact same fucking also, Basically, Noah. they are. <laughs> Noah, let me recalculate your math a little bit. You said... Micah's who you get if you, you can't hire Eric Vale. Your math's off slightly. It's 
Micah's who you get when you can't get Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny Young Bosch. Bosch. That's, I, I know that's a, I, you're right. See, the reason why I said that's what you get when you can't get Eric is because I, I think Micah's doing a great job. I'm not dissing him. I say that because the role of this show of um, Aizawa is really similar to two roles that Eric Bale has done in the past, and those being the character from Prison School and his lead role in Ultimate Otaku Teacher. The lead role in Ultimate Otaku Teacher is Anthony Bowling, sir. Good day! Wait, what, what am I th I'm thinking of something else entirely, aren't I? Yes, you are. Um, but I'm gonna. Can I, I need to say something about Eric Bell because it's funny you bring up Eric Bell in particular. Because Chris Burnett's performance of Rio reminds me and sounds a lot like something that Eric Bale would sound like if he were to play this character. It sounds a lot like his character in Assassination Classroom, but mm -hmm. ten times smormier. Which, yeah. which is good. Because it sounds like Myhara. It basically is Myhara. I'm kind of surprised because it's a much more lively and dynamic role than I'm usually used to because Chris Burmett's kind of one note and one monotone, mm. kind of like I'm yeah. speaking currently. So it was legitimately a shocking surprise that made me extremely happy. Yeah, because I'm not used to seeing Chris Burnett in comedies. I mean, he doesn't have a huge role in Assassination Classroom, sure. But this is probably the most comedic role I've seen Chris Burnett in, and I thought it was phenomenal. Because, again, I'm used to seeing him as Romeo from Romeo X Juliet and fucking Yuichi from Sarah. So, so yeah, I don't, this is a really nice change. I'm used to him hawking games to me at GameStop, apparently. <laughs> I don't think I need I'm to... fucking messed with me when I bought Ace Attorney the other day. I don't think I need to say my thoughts on Junichi, because I think Megan's just gonna... Say it all for me. Squee. Okay. Squee. Go ahead, Megan. Yeah. No, really, his character is the exact same character he played in Prince of Stride, which it is a really much is. better anime. It really it's, is. Okay, but to be fair, I forget his character's name in my in Prince of Stride, mostly because I haven't watched the show in a couple uh, months. It's Ayamu, I think it is. I, 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 um, Ayumu. Ayumu, yep. Um, Ayumu actually had character development. <laughs> and that he had a straight side to him that wasn't a jokester and actually had emotional sides to him. Also, he was totally fucking Cliff's character in that series. No <laughs> doubts about it. No. Um, I'm sorry, that's my ship from that series. Wait, 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 hold, hold on. So you said he had a straight side and you followed that immediately up with, with the Yaoi pairing. Yep. Okay. That's how the inner machinations of my Fujoe mind work. Um, you, you will understand in time. One day, at Yomacon, you will understand. You will become one of us. Once we... You will become one with the Fujoshi world. You're, bring, you're, you're bringing Sarah light. with you, right? You're bringing Sarah with you, right? We're marathoning that. Things. We're marathoning that. We gotta that marathon thing. Sarah in the I'm tower. bringing lots of things with me, Lilac, and one day, Neville will be indoctrinated into the holy <laughs> court of the Fujoshi, and he won't remember anything from before that time. Are you on now Quaaludes? What is... Now I'm getting terrified, mostly <laughs> from that picture. <laughs> Jade Saxon? Uh, anyway, back, what did you back get to here? Honda-kun. Um, anyway, back to Honda-kun. Um, and no, I am not on Quaaludes. That'd be weird. Um, but, um, Ayumu's character, I mean, I see, seriously, class rep guy is really funny because I am under the thing that Ham Micah is one of the best Micahs, and I love when he gets to play crazy characters. Oh, Honestly, yeah. it is. Like, I love when he got to play, like, blank in BBB. I loved when he got, um, I like that he plays Subaki in Surveyant, who's another nutso, but has a kind of, like, other side to him. Um, in regards to Chris Burnett as Rio, because I think Chris Burnett actually has a decent range. Because he's going from playing Rio, 
but he's also the shrieking vi the shrinking violet in fucking first love monster and then he's you raise me up <laughs> Every single time. And my dad is telling me to calm down. <laughs> so I'm going to pass the mic. I'm sure this so. is exactly what Shakespeare had in mind. <laughs> you raised me. Also, Noah, uh, I'm very shocked you haven't mentioned the fact that Chris Burnett is wearing a Lucky Star jacket in episode I two. I forgot about that. And uh, my favorite I wasn't thing sure that if that, I was trying to think was. if that was a reference to the actual show. And I think the Lucky Star manga was in... A different wasn't in was Square Enix or was it? I forget which manga that I was, can't open this magazine movie. was in. I don't, I don't, that's I don't, not important. I don't think it is. I think it's a Katakawa. <laughs> I know it's a Katakawa magazine, but I didn't know which one it was. But uh, that's not the point. The point is that it doesn't matter because it just says oh, the God words Lucky damn it. Star. Speaking on it. of Lucky Star, they literally just uploaded the "How do you eat a chocolate coronet?" clip to their YouTube channel. Oh God, God no! It. I've seen that. Oh my Obviously. God. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too many times. You know what? I don't think it, I don't think it was a Lucky Star reference. I think that he's he, just a really big Madonna fan. Sure, let's go with we'll that. Go with it. <laughs> I think bottom line for um, Chris Burnett and Micah Soul Sod, good fits. Good they're, fits. They're, especially they're pretty Micah's. funny, especially Micah Soul Sod. He, uh, I. <laughs> yeah. God damn. <laughs> No, I just, I seriously, I enjoy Micah getting to freak out, and I find it very funny that he's the character that gets to freak out the most in this show. He is really, yeah. That when, is. when his his girlfriend, fiance, wife, lover person, basically <laughs> plays plays high school Megan and reenacts a scene in my life, minute per minute in Barakamon. Oh God. That is the best. I called up Lilac and was like, I can't watch the rest of the show. It hits way too close to home. <laughs> yeah. I also can't get this alcohol open. <laughs> oh, no. I'm you weren't too worthy. Drunk, to too drunk to drink. Too drunk to I'm, drunk. I'm, I'm still waiting for my Barakamon and my BBB and my Gar to get here. I just want to open this Not Your Father's and it keeps spinning around. <laughs> Smash anyway. it. Smash that sucker with your bare hands. Our... Oh. No. I don't want to get glass over here. It's are, the only way you'd be worthy enough to drink that booze. <laughs> at this point, we're like getting so giddy and everything. From at least three of us are three of us are starting to get really giddy and out of control from drinking. And then if, you if have An Andrew, who if still he, has his Windex. If he hasn't cracked it open like, yet. It's just like just like dying on the inside right now. <laughs> um. Anyway, it's a metaphor. Uh, <laughs> Are we good to move on to our final pair? Yeah. Yes. Which, okay. I need to mention a thing once we get to him. Okay. Alright. So, the final pairing that we have, these two characters are, of course, really the only characters, um, I think aside from Honda's mom at this point, uh, who crossed from Barakamon into Honda-kun. So, of course, we have to talk about, say, Honda. Uh, but we also have to talk about his friend Kawafuji, of course. Uh, so, I'm gonna say this. I kinda sorta got Kawafuji right in terms of predictions. Honda's an interesting case, and I think uh, I know what Andrew was gonna talk about for Honda. Okay, so first things first, I mentioned before that in the Japanese, this is, everything is different. The studio is no longer Kinema Citrus, it is Diomedia. 
it is no longer the same director it is no longer the same composer it is no longer the same like script writer it is no longer even like the same character designer all of those are a different cast and crew of people that i figured yeah I, I should have expected and it's very real you didn't really have to actually get anybody back but it would have been nice if you did but i feel the one you should have gotten back the one you needed to get back was daisuke ono that was a high expectation that was a yeah, high but... expectation and even then even then they let me down here's a here's Daisuke, and it's not like daisuke Oto hasn't been in shittier shows and this isn't to say that the oh, same voice as honda for honda kun isn't terrible it's just one of those things where it's like well, why did you replace him well <laughs> really? to give Look, them a, we get to give them a little bit of credit there in the original show he is an, a, an adult in quotation marks and he's in his 20s in this show he's in high school so it would make sense because he gives some credit from yes. a casting point that they would have a, lo a higher pitched voice but I'm just surprised that this is now two for two now in the disappointing Andrew for casting on shows related to Barakamon. Because in Barakamon, Andrew, did they cast children as the vo as an English cast for the show? Yes, but I liked that show. You know what? I, I was okay with those characters, to be honest. But here's the thing. This one is the Japanese side disappointing me. Because yes. I praise yeah. the Japanese for going the extra mile to casting child actors. This is going the opposite direction of disappointing me in not keeping with consistency. So here's the thing I'm going to say. Um, because before we get to who did come back, because we will say these two actors remained in their roles for the English dub, um, I felt like Kawafuji would be reprised. But because they got a different seiyu um, for Honda... Oh, hey, it's the guy who plays Haru from Free Eternal Summer. Yeah. Ah. But because they got a different seiyu for Honda for this one, and because the voice English voice actor for Barakamon again has a lower registered voice, I thought that there could be a possibility that they might make the move of replacing Honda as well. Um, I figured if that was the case, uh, they would probably. My prediction there would have been Rico Fajardo, because so I felt like he would have been able to match um, the Honda we got from Barakamon rather well, but as a younger tone of voice. Um, I'm gonna guess that nobody even thought about any kind of predictions for these two, because we all probably figured that they would come back. I anyway. actually <laughs> think yeah. I did make a prediction for Honda. I just gotta remember what I actually, who I actually picked. But um, you thought it was gonna be someone other than Robert McCollum. You. Yeah, you thought it would the possibility too. You know what's funny? I think. Uh, wait, I did have Rico too. Holy! Yeah! Holy shit on a sandwich! When? Okay, that's funny. That's For, funny. probably because it's probably it's close to Robert's vocal range, at least similar, but at least sounds a bit younger. Um, but anyway. The two individuals that do come back from Barakamon. Um, for Kawafuji, of course, we have uh, Five Nights at Duncan's dank commander himself, Mr. Duncan Brennan. <laughs> Five Nights at Duncan's! So, we gotta bring that joke in again. So, and of course, as we were kind of And saying, she still won't yep. let us get her a fucking pass. No! I told you, we are going to Chuck E. Cheese in Detroit. You do not have to cross the Canadian border to go to a Chuck E. Cheese. We're gonna get shanked! So I'm gonna and, make... and, and... Before we get too far, as we were kind of bringing up here and there, Robert McCollum reprises his role as saying Honda for Honda. Andrew, what were you going to say? 
I was gonna say, let me make this clear right now. All of my disappointment comes on the part of the production and the actual show itself. I think somehow this dub of Honda-kun is like more dedication to consistency on the part of Funimation than even on the part of the Japanese production committee. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, this wow. is an example of that. And honestly, so... it's... I'll save my final thoughts. I think these are very good performances, though, I'll say that. So, before we get too much further, um, just to remind people who these two individuals are, for Duncan Brenham, you've heard him in a variety of roles, of course, he's, again, reprising his role of Kawafuji from Barakamon, uh, but he's also been in A Certain Magical Index 2, he's also in Dragon Ball Z, Dragging Out the Re Re Resonance, uh, NECA 7 AO, he is in JUSA, Last Exile Fam, The Silver Wing, uh, Samurai 7, Spice and Wolf to Tenchi Muyo War on Geminar. Uh, he's also in Snow White with the Red Hair and probably one of Megan's favorite roles right now. Um, Dark Commander! Doji from Seraph of the End. Uh, as for. Oh, and to ruin everyone's childhood. Yeah, you're gonna say. Because <laughs> we can't forget this anymore. Do now. it again. He is. We got five nines and dungus. He is the voice of Chuck E. Cheese. And he also was the voice of Barney for a time. So he was involved in everyone's childhoods. Where a kid as can be. As scary as that is. Um, as for I was gonna be, I was gonna be your childhood, but then I got high. <coughs> I was drinking, damn it. As for um, Robert McCollum, you've heard him in a variety of roles, including Rhina from Attack on Titan and Attack on Titan Junior High. Yes. Um, yep, Baki from Baki the Grappler. Uh, of course, as mentioned like a minute ago, he's reprising his role of Honda from Barakamon. He's in Birdie the Mighty Decode, Blood Sea, Ma Certain Magical Index. Shinya He's Genti from, from Psychopaths. He's also Genti uh, from Death Parade. He is in Enride, Fairy Tale is Jalal, Future Diary, Gangsta as Dr. Theo. Uh, let's see. Initial D, Jormungand, Laughing Under the Clouds, uh, One Piece, Ride Back, Samurai 7. Sengoku Basara is Date Masamune, Snow White with the Red Hair. Uh, let's see. Shibazaki from Terror Resonance. That's another good size one for him. Isn't, Wait, he, in, uh, isn't he in Shiki? Who was he in Snow White with the Red Hair? He is not in Shiki. Uh, Shib. Not Shibazaki, excuse me. Uh, da 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 da. Sakaki. He's, he's, Todd's, he's Todd's handler, essentially. Oh. Okay. Yeah. How do we feel? about Duncan Brennan and Robert McCollum as Kawafuji and Honda coming back for this series. Because again, these are younger versions of let these two characters. Let me add them, let me add them, let me add them. And mind you, also mind you, I figured this out while we're watching this. Um, Duncan is also the narrator for this show. That, okay, I wasn't 100%, but that makes perfect sense. It, the voices from when I was paying much more attention, because I heard the narrator, I'm like, that kind of sounds like Duncan. And then I saw Kawafuji and I'm like, that definitely has to be Duncan. So he is, so from what I can tell, he is also the narrator for the show. So how do we feel about these two? Let me add him. I think Robert. Noah Adam. has some yeah. choice words. Uh, should we let the, should we let the, the center, AKA that guy, jump into the fray? I want to be that guy. I, well, actually I don't want to be that guy, but I'm that guy. <laughs> You're that guy again. All right. He still hates it, kid. I, I All right. don't like All right, what's your problem? Well, Honda, all right. 
If you remember from the last episode, children, I did not like Robert McCollum's performance as Honda because it was not snarky enough or wasn't dry enough. Like, it sounded too normal to pull off the role that it needed. It wasn't funny. I, I didn't find any of his roles funny in this part. And that's mostly because... And I think that's fine for Robert because most of his roles aren't comedic roles. He's usually a somber badass or a villain or the guy who... It's like, is the badass on the movie poster. This is not the kind of really supposed to be for. So in a show that is supposed to be a comedy, it's better. I, I guess it's a little bit better because the content, you don't take it so seriously. But I still don't think he's funny enough for this role. I can't, I'm the only person on the planet who thinks that. No, I don't think you'd be the only person on the planet. I'm pretty sure some, there are a few other people who would agree. A few other people, excuse me, who would agree with you. Like Just not in this call right now, probably. That's true. Every that's true. We did have had one. That's right. We did have someone in the comments on the last video who did say they, they saw where I was coming from. Which thank you very much for that. I'm glad someone at least yes. saw. Was it Beth? Also, hi again, Beth. Wait, we have comments. <laughs> we have fans. Yes, we have fans. Actually, I gotta we go have look fans. Up now. Hold on a second. Okay. We have no, fans. like I literally, we literally have fans who draw Hardy and me fan art. Oh my god! That's and right. And we have, um, and we also have another fan of ours named Beth, who is fantastic and lovely and beautiful and enjoys our oh, yeah. stance on certain things, and she is awesome. Oh, I think as she shit. follows me on Twitter. Hi, Beth. Rosie Ghost. Uh, Rosie Ghost. Maybe. Yeah, that's Beth. Rosie goes, maybe. Anyways, the point is, is that... Now I have to check. <laughs> the point is, is that it's, like, I think my expectations for this show were so lowered by the time that Honda actually shows up in the show that I, I didn't really mind it at all. It's, it just sounds more normal, and the Japanese was a bit funnier still, so I, it's, like, it's passable. Robert McCollum's performance in this is passable, but it's not funny. So. Uh, again... I have to. I just, here's the thing. I do agree with you a little bit because Honda Kun. I agree with you a little bit this time, no, because Honda Kun is completely jarring uh, in terms of tone of voice. Of tone of, excuse me, tone um, from Barakamon because Honda Kun's more slapstick comedy. Barakamon has comedic elements, but it's more slice of life, if anything. Um, and Robert's tone of voice, like, it started out like he tried doing it a little bit younger but then he kind of went back to his normal tone of voice and just kind of dialed it back a little bit right um which i can understand you're allowed uh, to have a little concession for because we're used to hearing high school uh, actors playing high schoolers that don't quite sound like a high schooler but you're allowed a little more gravitas when it comes to male characters sounding lower than they would yeah i can kind of agree where you're coming from noah but for me this is one of those cases where I enjoy Robert's performance for what it is, um, because you don't because you don't often hear him in a comedy, like ever. Um, aside from Barakamon, I think the only kind of oh, the only comedy that is along the same lines as Honda Kun would be Attack on Titan Junior High. See, that's a show that this reminded me a lot of was the, the idea of okay, we have the successful series. We want to milk the cow for all it's worth. Let's make a yep. comedy offshoot that's tone dissonant from it and call it as something entirely different. It didn't bother me so much with Attack on Titan Junior High because the art style was so different and it didn't claim to be a prequel series. 
This one It does. was just a straight-up parody. Yeah, this one... Attack on Titan Jr. High is a straight-up parody. It's it's basically a... What, what do they call it? An omake episode? Or an extra episode? Mm -hmm. Basically. This, though, marketing itself as a full-on prequel just chafes everyone who liked Barakamon the wrong way. I mean... I, I, I enjoy Robert McCollum's performance here as it, what it is. It's it, I find it because Honda's the humor from Honda it actually can be a lot more dry at times, and the fact that Honda is completely oblivious to what is actually going on in his school completely oblivious. And yeah, and to hear Robert portray that, I kind of do find it amusing. I kind of like that. As for Duncan as Kamafuji, because here's the thing. I haven't finished the entire dub of Rakuman yet. I'm still waiting for it to come to my house because there was an issue with the post office. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, you could go so, to a, you know, like a, an FYE and pay 70 bucks for it. Uh, no. I pre-ordered this shit months ago. I'm going to take the sale price, thank you, um, for my stuff. But anyway, this is me getting to hear a lot more of Duncan as Kawafuji, and I really enjoy it. I, I enjoyed this a lot more... It's obviously a, sounds a little bit younger uh, than what I heard from what he did before Barakamon, which fits the character because he is a high schooler this time around. And, but I really enjoy it. And then the narrator part, though, I'm not quite sure about. Like I found it enjoyable. It's but some there are some moments where it came across as kind of stiff, maybe to me. But that's just my feeling on it. But. I am really enjoying um, hearing Duncan a lot more right now. Like, <laughs> during what was it? It was the, um... Uh, which episode did Akane and Yukio come in? Episode 3. Episode three. Uh, 3. Yep, 3. Because towards the end of that, because there's three sections in that episode. One for Akane, one for Yukio, and then the last one involves Kawafuji. So the big thing here is, um, Honda base... They're, him and Honda are friends. But Honda straight up avoids him whenever they're like in school or anything like that because he feels like he's a burden uh, to Kawafuji. So the story with that is, and it's and it's interesting, and I love how Duncan portrays it, um, is that they 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 became friends in middle school and met and everything, and then a girl that he that he had a crush on uh, came up to Kawafuji and was, gave him a love letter, but he was asked to give it to Honda. So. Kawafuji uh, is basically like, so this girl called you this, that, and the other thing. And then that's essentially how Honda became like, dude, everyone hates me. They, they want to bully me so bad. That's how it happened. In fairness, so, and then, I think it, it was like a girl he really liked. He's like, hey, you're friends with Honda. Can you give this love letter to him? Does that ever happen? I don't remember ever being given love letters to give to my friends in high school. Because we're not oh, Japanese. I don't remember what love Everybody was. just texts somebody or sends them we're not. They didn't have text what messaging back in high Wait, hold on. That was oh, I had that in junior high. Well, I'm trying, I'm where sorry, it was like, hey, can you give this note to someone? I'm like, okay. We had candy grams what at Christmas love? time, and that's it. Boy, but, um, you old Christian boy. The point is, basically, Kawafuji's the reason why Honda ended up in, like, being in this mindset in high school. And this is, and this flashback is going on after Honda's hiding from girls, like, on three different occasions when the two are hanging out together. So, Kawafuji's like, someday after we've graduated and everything, I'll, someday I'll clear up all this misunderstanding and everything. But he's watching Honda, like, hiding behind his bag as, like, there's girls outside of a coffee shop. He's like, but for now, I find this really amusing. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love that part. I'm like, okay, I definitely. This is probably where I really enjoyed Kawa. This is like between both Honda Kun and Barakamon. I think I've fallen in love with Dungan's performance as Kawafuji. That's um, how that you. Point. That's how. That's how friends work. I want to help you out, but honestly, your pain and stupidity is just the best. I I like I like Robert <laughs> yeah. and Duncan as these characters. That is me and Lilac's entire relationship. It is kind of is. I love I you, Megan, but God, are you fucking stupid? Someday I can just see the relation, the the interaction now. It's like, why am I friends with this girl? I don't remember having had any good times with her. That's a lie. Me and Lilac have great fun with each other. Yes. Ooh, I just I, I'm yeah, gonna. You, I you take it. Not. I'm the. I'm. I take it. I'm the Kawafuji to your Honda, though. Yes. <laughs> yes, you are. Okay. So. Sorry, Andrew. I just thought of. I would say I was trying to think of like a better relationship with me and Lilac in like anime form. I was um, comes the closest, I think. This is. <laughs> I think there's maybe one or two other ones that I'm thinking of. Because I know my friend Drew and I, we joke that we're basically Hide and Kaneki with each other. I was going to say, sometimes we're a bit like, um... I'm a bit like Nakamura and you're like Kayano from Assassination Classroom. <laughs> That's oh, a good pair. Oh, Anyways. God. I am Nakamura IRL, motherfuckers. So, which one's the B cup? I feel there are going to be yeah, thoughts right. to say all around, but I have a very simple review once we wrap this up. Is that review fuck this show? No, actually. That would involve liking it. No, actually. Hang on. I I'm waiting for Steph to transition. Well, um, I'm just curious, because I know Noah had a lot of issues with Robert. You didn't really say anything about how you felt about Duncan, though. Well, oh. Duncan's real. It's good that we have more of him in this show, because in the original Barakamon, He's kind of off to the side for a good chunk of it and only gets more lines near the end of it when Honda comes off the island. So for the, him to have a more directly in the frame part is good because he, he's a good best friend character voice. Like the kind that you don't quite know what he's thinking in that brain of his. <laughs> like maybe a little bit plotting going on. And I, li I like his role in this one too. Like whatever he was doing well in Barakamon, he's doing great in this show. Okay, so consensus-wise, it seems like we all like we, we all really like Duncan here in, in Honda Kun, especially since we were able to hear more of him. <laughs> um, Robert is still rather split, though mostly Noah is the center. But I do kind of in this in this situation, I do kind of agree with some of the points that um, Noah brought up. But I think overall. We do still rather like Robert's performance here as Honda. Mm. Uh, so overall thoughts on the broadcast dub of Honda Kun as of right now. Uh, who would like to go first? I guess I will. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna take a guess. Andrew, do you want to go last? I want Andrew to go last. Yeah. I wasn't actually going to ask to go last on this one, but since the audience <laughs> you are going really last. wants me, so... You always ask to go last. You, I just wanted to make, we have check if you wanted to. Andrew, we have Rosa parked you. You are going to the back. Fine <laughs> by me. I'm going to take... Wow, Noah! <laughs> wow! Hey, he's going wow. to insult my wife, then I'm going to insult everything. I didn't insult your wife this episode! He said that my, oh. me, I'm like in a relationship where I get married and have two kids before I even realize that we're dating. He talked... He I know, but I... No, at least I didn't talk about you fucking your wife this way. What the? Megan, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Megan, stop. Guys, stop. Megan, final thoughts. Go. Okay. Okay. So this is a show that exists. <laughs> I don't know why it exists. I... Money. 
I don't want to know why it exists, but apparently Funimation has done th their thing again, where they dub a show way too well than what it deserves. I think the cast mm -hmm. does a really good job, the writing team does oh, good. Yeah. Am I slightly afraid that it's going to turn into a meme-tastic fuckfest <laughs> a little bit? But on the bright side, at least we aren't reviewing the dub of something like, I don't know, Super Lovers or some shit. That comes later. Oh god. That, that, uh, Brothers Conflict would be amazing. I, I do not want to be involved. <laughs> no. I never want to touch that show. I will not go near it with a 10-foot pole. Um, <laughs> I do not like Super Lovers. I do not like it, Sam. I am. <laughs> I do not like Green Eggs and Ham. Noah, your final thoughts. So I have this theory. Um, I believe that this is not actually a show. This is what happens when Honda himself bursts through the pages of the Barakamon manga, and he actually kidnapped Satsuki Yoshino, the original mangaka, <laughs> took over his what? life and tied him in a basement, and decided that Honda himself was going to write a fan fiction prequel to his original story, because he wanted a show or a story where he was beloved by everyone, but still got to be his horrible, terrible self. And that is the reason that this existed. And it wasn't until this year that the manga magazine realized, hey, we haven't seen Satsuki in a while. We better go check his basement. And that is why the series got canceled in the magazine, but not before they decided to make an anime out of it, which they were contractually obligated to finish making. And that is the poor thing that we are reviewing today. All right, Honda-kun did get canceled, technically. It did, technically. It did. Yeah, earlier this, like, but, right but, when they were but, gearing up for the anime. <laughs> Noah, but how do you feel about the English dub for Honda-kun? That's the bigger question here. Like Megan said, Funimation has this unusual habit of giving a show that isn't very good a fantastic dub, and this is no exception. It's got great okay. performances. The con they make it funny, because sometimes comedy doesn't quite translate from reading subtitles into as it does to a dub. Like, if it's in English, it's just funnier that way. And this is has some pretty funny moments. And I, I kind of wish it wasn't tied to Barakamon is the problem. But as far as dub goes, th these guys went above and beyond, and this is why they are the best. Screw you, Aniplex. <laughs> I don't know. I just had uh, to spit that in there. We're not talking about that shenanigans right now. Right. Good lord. Uh, if anybody's curious as to know what we're exactly talking about, Read the manga. We're not. We're not. Dot, we're dot, not dot. getting into it right now. We're not getting into it right now. There's a there's a whole subculture that you don't want to be a part of. Oh, Lord. Just but go I mean, follow Hardy. You'll know. Yeah. Yeah. Go follow Hardy. Go follow Hardy and track his tweets down back down to September fourth. Yes, that which is, is the day we recorded this. That is at um, Spaceman. No, it's that's at Space Wait, September fourth. My computer says it's September second. Well, September second uh, was Friday, so I don't know what happened. Uh, anyway, uh, my computer is gone to hell. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, I'll go. I'll go next with my final thoughts. Um, so, despite the show being a bit wonky itself, uh, yes. I am also in agreement that Funimation did what they could to make this dub really, uh, uh, really worthwhile and watchable. Um, I, uh, I love the consistency of bringing back some of these voice actors like Robert McCollum and Duncan Brennan especially um, to reprise these roles after the Japanese basically like changed everything production-wise. Um, the direction and writing is really solid. Uh, I Am I worried that it might be become... Is it possible the writing could end up dated? 
Um, considering we have the pair who did Ultimate Target Teacher, honestly, I'm not that worried. Um, after watching five episodes, sure, there are some lines here and there that were what use some slang that people would know today. Um, but at the same time, it's not like throwing a bunch of references that not, some will get, some will not, and then like date them years later. There, there is so no I SJW reference in this. Good lord. <laughs> no, this is not prison school. That, oh, that was Ultimate Otaku they, Teacher. Ultimate Otaku Teacher had that too. Um, but uh, I, I'm grateful that they're not doing that. Uh, though if Clifford Chapin wants to have another intellectual battle with writing, we can have that on Twitter again like we did with Otaku, Ultimate Otaku Teacher. I'm all for that. Um, but it's I think it's really solid. The casting is solid. It's, it's a lot of fun. I think the dub itself... Um, I enjoyed a lot more. Uh, I'm enjoying the show a lot more with the dub, which is probably why. Um, I watched the first four episodes of the Japanese and stopped, but um, I'm keeping up with the broadcast dub now instead. It's one of those shows where I feel like I would prefer to watch it in the dub in this case, uh, rather than watch both the simulcast and the dub, just to save myself some time. Also, probably because the humor, to me, comes across a lot better in English than it does in Japanese, which is one of those cultural differences as well but um personally i think it's i think the dub is rather solid uh for for the most part uh andrew your final thoughts sir okay boss everybody yes i want you yes. to look at that thing i just linked you right now Tum tumblr you want us to go to tumblr it's a gift oh look at it my god see, all right hold on a second. give me a see second my computer see this gift right now oh, god. that right. is very simply <laughs> my review <laughs> of honda coon <laughs> this... i need to save this picture yes i think i have to use it now this I, i'm gonna wait, save this right now is my it... review it... of honda coon <laughs> And it's dub. Is this from um, Toradora? Which, which? Yes, it's from okay. Toradora. It's from Toradora. It's this picture of Taiga being forced to smile with like eyebrows twitching and everything for those who won't, this don't know what it is. This is my complete review. Yeah, that's why I am very passionate of Barakamon, as the last episode was very very clear. Again, again, personal Ava 3.33. I'm aware. And so I, I knew to get it. that things were not going to be up to my standards, and I think it is unfair to my own standards, but there's a, le a level of salt <laughs> in the fact that a lot of consistency was not there. The comedy in it of itself didn't really strike me at all, and just... I don't even really like a lot of the characters, and it goes from being like, if you're gonna do a comedy slice of life thing, you could do a comedy slice of life thing and make it like absurd yet semi-realistic, but this show pretty much doesn't even bother. They go for a guy who's just like Honda-kun in every way except with buck teeth, a girl who's got like a 10-foot head for some reason, a girl that's killing herself and singing about the shonen erasers, and then just... Like, there's a subplot where he loses his memory or something later, and then it's like, there, there's so like there's so many things you can do with an absurdist, like, cool guy doesn't want to be their comedy. And this show goes through a level of, like, absurdist extremism that doesn't even make sense as a prequel to Barakamon, because Barakamon never had any supernatural, unrealistic-looking people. And we can just show it right now that 
there is no connection to Barack Oman. They, they just tacked it on there at the 11th hour There's, to get butts in the seats. There is no connection. There is literally an entire subplot in this anime about Honda being forced to wear a skirt because of crazy stupid shit. Yep. And I will say... Mr. McFar- because feminism! <laughs> Mr. McFarland, Mr. Bickham, Mr. Chapin, and even, like, everybody of the voice actors are excellent and do a really good job, and I begrudgingly kinda like that because of it. <laughs> so, it just makes you love them even more. So it's like, I like the, this, and it makes me like the show slightly more. And I hate that. So, that image, I, I just sent it to you. Choose how to put it. Please put that in if you can. I'm gonna try. But that is my review of Honda Kun and its dub. That image right there. Oh, I think it uh, sums it up rather well, <laughs> actually. Because, again, it it probably comes down to the case where the original material, not the best in the world, um, but the dub, the dub is really solid for what it does and for the material that it is working with. If you Um, have any interest in this at all, it's probably best to go into it without thinking of it as a Barakamon tie-in. I mean, the the art style alone isn't even similar. Even as a comedy, it's like, if you want a weird, cool guy comedy, you could do, like, haven't you heard, I'm Sakamoto or Disastrous Life. Or Nozaki-kun, Gekon Chojo Nozaki-kun. Or Disastrous Life of Psyche K, or Mob Psycho 100, or One Punch Man already. Like, those are, like, more interesting like weird guy comedies i would say go into it two different ways um one is if you haven't seen barakamon before good start with honda kun start with honda kun start with the slightly more mediocre of the two then go to barakamon and be much more amazed or um, you could just watch barakamon <laughs> <laughs> um or my other advice is um if you have seen Barakamon before and you're going to Hanukkah, you have to think of this, of course, as a straight-up comedy. Um, Barakamon was not a straight comedy. It was comedy, but it had slice of life elements into it, but Hanukkah is a straight-up slapstick comedy. If you go into the, to Hanukkah with that mindset, you should be okay. Um, and if you're interested at all in checking out Hanukkah... Perfect, I know, right? If you're interested... Oh, Ollie's there. He's here for the, the final plug. Oh, yeah. If you are interested in seeing Honda Kun at all, uh, I am slightly happy to tell you. Uh, Honda Kun is available for legal streaming from Funimation.com on their Funimation Now subscription service as of right now. Uh, episode 5 of the broadcast dub is up. Episode 8 of the simulcast is up at the time of recording this episode. Um, of course, if you want to see the broadcast dub, the broadcast dub is under the Elite Subscriber Paywall. Uh, so, they do have a 14-day trial, as always. Uh, and if you want to, uh, use that trial, you can absolutely do so. But again, at the end, if you do not want to keep the subscription service, you have to cancel it. Because they do ask for credit card information, and if you don't cancel it, they'll start pulling money from your account. Um, as always, I probably speak for everyone, um, when I say... We love the subscription service. 
I, that's the best seven bucks a month I fucking I would just like to point out that subscription service because we've had to do so many of these fucking episodes in the past two weeks. Yeah. I, I know, right? We hate the subscription service. Well, it keeps delaying Danganronpa 3. Oh, god damn it. Let's not talk about that. Fuck you, guy. No, well, we're Fuck we're you, dude, seven. who pissed off, who yelled at God's will for no goddamn <laughs> reason. Go fuck yourself with the cactus. Oh, no kidding. Noah, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that I recently got- yes, I know I'm late to the party, but I recently got a TV that has the ability to stream the Funimation channel- the Funimation I on my you. TV. I hate you! I need that! I, yeah, it's, I need it's amazing. That in my life. It was a great Chris- or not Christmas, a great birthday present. There's a story behind getting that, but the point is, is that watching stuff on my big TV from Funimation without any commercials is the greatest September 3rd I have had in my entire 26 years of life. I say the best I the closest I have is plugging my laptop in with the HDMI cable and linking it to my TV. Uh, yep, my my Blu-ray player does not have the Funimation app on it. It's a Sony Blu-ray player, mind you, Funimation. Wink wink, nudge nudge. Can you make an app for this? Will you support Por Favor? Please. Uh, <laughs> so that way I don't have to worry about this. Um, I believe the simulcast and broadcast of Honda Kun airs on Friday afternoon, if I remember correctly. Um, and again, broadcast up behind the lead subscriber paywall. Simulcast is not saved for the latest episode, if I remember correctly. Um, but if you want to watch Barakamon, because we did talk about Barakamon, and it is, and Honda Kun is essentially the quote-unquote pseudo prequel to Barakamon. Morakamon is also available on Funimation's website, the Funimation Now subscription service. Um, the Japanese version is free. Uh, the English dub, after the first two episodes, I believe, is under the subscriber paywall. Um, so you can watch it at any point in time. Or if you want to really support the industry as well, you can buy the Blu-ray DVD version of Morakamon because at the time of recording this episode, I can happily say it finally came out on DVD and Blu-ray. Though, again... I don't have my goddamn copy. Fuck you, U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> I don't have my goddamn copy of that, or BBB, or Gara Part 2. It's should, annoying. Should we really be but blaming the post office, or blaming, like, the Boston mailing people, or whatever? Yeah. I blame the post office in Springfield, Massachusetts, because that's where it was before shit got screwed up and it got sent back to Iowa. So I blame Holy that shit. one in particular. <laughs> nothing, yes, so, nothing good ever happens in Springfield. But, um, anyway... If you are interested in checking out anything else that the four of us do, of course, you can catch any... For Andrew, you can catch him on Three Victims Watch Sword of Online, uh, as well as check out his tweets at MangaMan9000. No clue, you can check him out on YouTube uh, with his videos for first frames and a variety of other things. He is youtube.com slash journeytraveler, or you can follow him on Twitter at noaclue. Megan, of course, you can also check her out on Anime America at youtube.com slash Anime America Podcast, as well as, and I always forget, I just realized I forgot this about Andrew too, you can see her and Andrew's reviews for the summer season on Infinite Rainy Day, and you can follow Megan on Twitter at Queen Era 2. As Though if you do, I'm not sorry for what you see. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> I apologize for nothing! The, the views expressed by Queen Era 2's Twitter handle do not necessarily reflect the views of Queen Era. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happened to the first one. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and as for me, of course, since you found the podcast, you found this channel here, um, where I do a variety of different things, such as reviews, top tens, vlogs, unboxings of loot anime which I have one that I need to do. Um, it's so good. This podcast. I know. 
I keep I keep hearing things and I'm like, don't tell me. Zena spoiled one of the items for me by wearing it and taking a picture. I know, I saw that. I was like, Zenith, no, you dumbass. Wait, was, wait, was that the dress? No. No, oh. the tie. Oh. oh, I was like, if there's a dress that comes in the loot box, then I might need to get on that. <laughs> anyway, um, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review, with review, of course, being spelled R E V U E. So I think that's it for tonight. Uh, and just to kind of give a slight update, because at this point, I don't know what order these episodes are going to be edited and put up at. Um, at the time of recording Honda-kun, there's only, as far as I'm aware of, three broadcast dubs that we were looking to do that have not been recorded yet. <laughs> there's only three left. Animation, why do you hurt we, us so? Uh, we are never doing this many in a season ever again, by the way. That's no, what you said last I, season. We said that to, we said that to, we said that in spring. And look lo and behold. I blame we said that and look where we are now. So, to be, to I, be fair. I blame to Hardy. Be and I blame all y'all because everyone wanted to do everything, and I'm like, oh god damn it! It's 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 spring all over. Giving again. you hearts. No, it's winter. We just... It's winter all over again. Winter was the shit show. Anyway, it was winter that was the shit show. The best thing Honda Kun did is finally give me the incentive to finish the rest of the Barakamon Don. So, thank you. Yay. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that should have been your incentive, but hey, whatever floats your boat. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm good to call it a night. And you did not yeah, pop I'm open that Windex all through these two hours, right? No, I did not. Yay! Yeah, that deserves... Apparently no one thought I was on Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> you were on some... I don't know what the basalt... We, or the Fujoshi just us. flowed through me. <laughs> just, the three I just, have been drinking, The Fujoshi flowed through that is true. me, and I couldn't stop it. For, for the record, I will admit... I. If any of you guys doubt me, I honestly, sincerely, am looking forward to hanging out with Megan and Lilac at YomaCon this November. <laughs> I am dead serious. It is going and to be Gigi the and Gigi and Zenith and Ark and, and Prof. Prof. Don't and, don't and die Dax. in Detroit. And Dax. Don't die in Detroit. Is my I may oh, we'll try. Death by Fujoshi might be on my obituary. <laughs> death by Fufu. Death by Death Fuj by Fufu. <laughs> dude, dude, I have to say this. If Godswill ends up going to Yomacon, <laughs> that's right. Everyone that. is go everyone for Funimation we is about that, showing actually. up. Like, that would be. Hilarious. I'm not saying it on recording. Can we stop now? We should hold, sign hold, out. Yeah. Hold on. We should sign off before we stop recording. <laughs> yeah. Get up, boss. Get up, get up. <laughs> so with that, we're gonna call it a night. So have a good night, everyone, and Otaku on, my friends. Aloha. Why does this show may have a freaking metal opening? What the fuck's up with that? <laughs> and may all the glory of the Fujo shine upon your ships. Death by snoo snoo. I'm also totally not on Quaaludes. God help us all. <laughs>